I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. So, landmark judgment by the Supreme Court here coming today, a historic day, uh, bringing a closure to the 70 year long dispute at Ayodhya about the Ram Temple, about the claims of the Muslim litigants. Finally, the Supreme Court has said that the disputed site be given to the Ram Janbhumi Nyas and a temple will be built at that site. Center is going to form a trust to build the Ram Temple at the, and that needs to be done within three months. Um, I'm joined by my colleagues in the newsroom here uh, and Ashok, of course, who's just come back from the Supreme Court. Ashok, what was the mood like in the Supreme Court? That's one. But more importantly, what is the rationale that the Supreme Court gave in, handli in handing over the land and overturning the Allahabad High Court verdict and giving the land to the Hindu Ramlala Ramjan Bhumi Nyas? Well, first we have to understand that this is a thousand page verdict. Right. Uh, we have just got the fine print of the copy and we are still to go uh, through it. Yeah. But from what uh, transpired in the courtroom, the Chief Justice of India who read out the verdict very clearly said that they are not deciding this suit on the basis of faith and belief. Now this was the argument which was made by the Hindus as well as the Muslims. They wanted the court to decide on the title of the land on the basis of faith and belief. Both sides made very strong arguments, produced evidence by the way of uh, archaeological evidence, travelogues and other historical texts were produced by both the sides in their favour. However, the court seems to have come, uh, come to a conclusion that these travelogues, gazetteers, historical texts are not definitely conclusive in establishing the title of either of the sites. However, what the court has come to a conclusion is that they are saying that the title or the evidence produced by the Hindus is better than that of the Muslims. Second thing they have said is that the Muslims have not been able to show that they were continuously in possession of the disputed property till 1857. Thirdly, they said it has been established by the Hindu parties that the outer courtyard of the disputed site uh, has been in the possession of the Hindus and they have since time immemorial continue to worship at that particular site. Basically, it was all about the unimpeded possession of the outer courtyard by the by the Hindus and also, uh, you know, the ASI report uh, is something that the Supreme Court went by and said that it's a, it's a credible institution and we need to go by the report of that institution. Uh, the Babri Masjid was not constructed on a vacant piece of land, but there was uh, an un-Islamic, a non-Islamic structure over which it was constructed. Could you, you know, tell, take us well, through that? Well, as far as the ASI report is concerned, the Supreme Court has said that uh, it cannot be said to be conclusive evidence on the status that whether a temple existed at the disputed site or not. Right. But one thing that the ASI uh, report establishes is that the particular mosque in dispute was not built over a vacant land. Right. Prior to the construction of the mosque, there was some kind of a structure which existed, which was either destroyed or ravaged by times and a new structure was built over it. 
The third thing they have said about the ASI report is that it has to be taken with a pinch of salt in the sense that ASI report is not conclusive but deductive. It is more or less like that its evidentiary value is corroborative right. and not totally, it cannot be seen to be uh, totally independent evidence. So now that is where the ASI report lies. Right. And uh, the Supreme Court says that we can't rely completely either on the ASI report or on the question of faith and belief. It has to be a combination of various evidences that has been produced before the court to arrive at some sort of a conclusion. And the five acre land that has to be given to the Muslim parties, correct me if I am wrong or if my understanding is wrong, has to come from the land that the government uh, you know, took in 1993? Uh, is, that, is that also, does that form no, part of No, no, no. What, what the court says is that it is a special arrangement that the court has carved out in this judgment. It is saying that the disputed, as far as the disputed land is concerned, it shall be given to the Hindu parties. Basically, this arrangement has been made after three months. For three months, till the central government does not come up with a scheme or a plan, right. it will continue to vest in the receiver which has been appointed by the court. Right. The receiver who continues to be since 1992. So that arrangement will continue. After three months, the court has said that this disputed site will be used to construct a temple. The central government will have to come up with a scheme saying that what uh, this land has to be given to a trust, who will the trustees be, how will the management of the temple take place, all these nitty-gritties will have to be drawn up by the central government. Now, that, that is as far as the construction of the temple is concerned. Now, as far as the alternative site is concerned, for the Muslim parties, the court has said that a suitable piece of land has to be given to the Muslim parties and the suitable piece of land will be five acres of land, will be given to the Muslim parties in Ayodhya. It does not say that it will have to be from <coughs> given from the 67.3 acres of land right. which was acquired by the central government in 1992. Okay, so that's that's completely separated. <coughs> if they want, they can uh, give it from that. Otherwise, As any other piece. suitable piece of land which as the government deems fit. Uh, let me bring in Sunitra here, our political editor here. Sunitra, Sunitra it seems that the you know 370 tick um, uh, Ayodhya Ram Mandir tick, uh, it seems that BJP is on a roll as far as fulfilling its poll promises or what it was in, in the, the manifesto promises are concerned. What this judgment, how do you think it, does this fundamentally alter the political landscape and in what way? Well, if you think about it, this just, just comes three months after one of the other promises of the manifesto. I mean, 370, there are three things that are integral and perhaps at the heart of the BJP's philosophy. And those three things are, it was 370 done right. in August, then it was uniform civil code and then it was building of the Ram, Ram Mandir. Mandir. And so they look well, just within three months, they look well on their way of delivering on that promise as well. So the BJP is having quite a year. And what's interesting is that if you just look at it as a short term thing, you know, this couldn't have come at a better time. Just a few days ago, until yesterday, what was the headline? The headline was that two weeks Shiv down, Sena. you yeah. don't have a government, government in, in Maharashtra. Neither Maharashtra nor Haryana went the way that the BJP wanted it to. So immediately, right now, the, the sh complete shift of focus. Um, the Shiv Sena will also now have to rethink its, um, you know, the, its antagonism towards the BJP because on this issue of Ram Temple, this is their core agenda as right. well, and this is where the whole ideology comes together on this. So, you know, they'll find it very difficult to attack the government as stridently as they were doing it yesterday, and of course. 
as uh, you know if you talk about headline management well this is now forgotten as a story at least for the time being apart from that you also have the you know this entire fact right now one of the things news is, news flashes that is coming in as the bjp uh, the congress has suspended its economic agitation what was the story yesterday it was about moody's downgrading making it you know from stable to negative right. uh, that story again is now in the back burner again it becomes all about the temple it becomes all about ayodhya for the next 10 days as well so for the bjp it's a huge windfall um, and also the fact that they have managed this in a way the bjp had been making the right noises you had the prime minister he said it today as well in the run up to this the bjp and the you know the song they were saying that you know we we will accept anything, anything that the, that court, the says. court says so they have made the right noises but the fact is it's interesting to see just wait for 130 when you'll have the sunni waqf board also giving its you know its statement and uh, what they say because it comes at a time you know at the end of the day the muslim side has got those five acres it was one of those things which were rejected during the mediation as well this is one of the things that was offered to them during the mediation and so there is a lot of rejection of that the fact is that you also have at a time when kashmir uh, has been without internet for a long time you also have internet connection being cut off in a muslim dominated area like aligarh aligarh so yeah. i think the challenge for the bjp is how are they going to manage, manage. Uh, a lot of the law and order situation in various parts can they do it without clamp downs this was a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Bosa, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.